Beneath the cleansing flood. Beneath the cleansing flood. Hold on, hold on. Hold on. There you go. That cleansing flood is the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, family, friends, and foes, and yes, even foes in the family. Pardon me. And to the standing between the living and the dead. Prayer, devotional, memorial, family, evangelistic service, family members. My beloved, this is Daniel White the third president of Gospel Light Society International with the White House daily reading of the chronological Bible episode number 653 where I simply read the Holy Bible <coughs> in the King James Version and as some of my independent Baptist brethren would simply say the King James Bible <coughs> pardon me By the grace of God, each and every day, in chronological order, this unique viewpoint, this unique arrangement of the Holy Scriptures allows us to read the whole Bible as a single, true, non-fiction story and to see the unfolding of God's plan in history. Today, and dear friends, we are reading 1 Kings chapter 1, verses 32 through 43. Shall we pray? Holy Father God, I thank you, Lord, for your holy word. Uh, Lord, a passage that I have been sending to my children recently. Be careful for nothing. A very powerful passage of Holy Writ. And Holy Father God, help your true Christian 
born-again ones to do just that tonight. Help us to trust in you by trusting in your holy word and not to be careful about anything or anxious about anything but to make our requests known unto you. And so, Holy Father God, hallowed be your name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. And Holy Father God, I praise you and I thank you for your love, your grace, and your mercy. Your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, who died for our sins as the Lamb of God who took away the sins of the world. I praise you and I thank you for your Holy Spirit who comforts us and your Holy Word that comforts us. And tonight, Holy Father God, I praise you and I thank you for all of the millions, the many, and the manifold blessings that you have bestowed upon me and thus my family as well. And Holy Father God, on top of that, to boot, thank you, Lord, in my old age for precious memories that run through my heart and mind and soul and spirit. And Lord, I am grateful to you for other older saints who have that gift for it is a real thing and Holy Father God I praise you and I thank you for salvation spiritual family and life financial and material protection and provision blessings that you have bestowed upon us and Holy Father God I know that uh, people have probably never heard a man of God, a preacher, a pastor. Thank you, Lord, for the act of marriage benefits, for it should only be done inside of a bona fide biblical marriage. But, Lord, help, as we're hearing news reports, even young people, married young people, not even having sex anymore, which brings about the gift of children, uh, which makes it not only a beautiful thing and a pleasurable thing, but a pleasurable thing, but a spiritual thing. But Lord, maybe I'm the last man who on earth believes all of that is a beautiful gift from you. And uh, nobody ought to be watching it uh, as far as pornography is concerned. That's good right there. Let me see it. That's good. And Holy Father, God, and nobody, especially one of your children, 
uh, should be watching it on a computer or on a phone watching other people have sick sex Lord they need to be having sex themselves and Lord I am going to stand up and be that man that's going to say thank you God for this magnificent gift and blessing and I give you the glory the praise and the honor for it I thank you Lord for the song of Solomon the Song of Solomon Love Banquet. And Holy Father God, I thank you for blessing me with my quiver full and for the privilege, the blessing, and the joy uh, to raise them myself. I have no regrets. And I thank you for the blessing, a blessing, Lord, that you know I did not deserve. <clears throat> and Holy Father God, I praise you and I thank you, uh, Lord, for all of the millions and the many and the manifold blessings you bestowed upon us. And uh, Holy Father God, for Jesus Christ's sake, please have mercy and grace upon us all uh, who name the name of Christ upon us all who are truly saved and born again. Where we have sinned against you in any way at any time in our lives, Lord, for Jesus Christ's sake, please forgive us of our sins, our faults and our failures. Wash and cleanse our souls, our hearts, our minds, our spirits, our consciences in the holy and precious blood of Christ and make us, Lord, to be whiter than snow on the inside. Thank you, Lord, for your forgiveness and your grace. Thank you, Lord, for your holy and precious blood that shall never lose its power. For you are the Lamb of God who took away the sins of the world. You died for our sins. God in the flesh, you died for our sins, was buried and rose on the third day. And I give you the glory and the praise and the honor every day for that. And thank you, Lord, for giving me the privilege to preach your holy gospel uh, now thousands of times. And Lord, I pray that you would receive it as an honor and a remembrance of you and what you have done. And Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that for those of us who are saved in my family, in this audience, in this country and around the globe, deliver us from temptation evil and sin. Grant us, Lord, your grace and the power of your Holy Spirit to love right, to live right, to think right, to do right, to act right, and to do that which is pleasing in your sight. Crucify, Lord, our flesh and the old man within us, and fill us, Lord, with the fullness and the power, the unction and the anointing, the fruit and the liberty, Lord, of your Holy Spirit, 
And Holy Father God, I pray that you would put a God in our hearts, our minds, our tongues, our attitudes, and our temperaments that we would not sin against you. And Holy Father God, I pray for, I pray that you will uh, deliver us all who are saved from temptation, evil, and sin. Grant us your grace and the power of your Holy Spirit to love right, to live right, to think right, to do right, to act right, and to do that which is pleasing in your sight. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. And Holy Father God, I pray that you'll help all of us who are saved by faith in you through your precious blood that was shed for our sins, O Lamb of God. And Holy Father God, I do pray that you will help us all to humble ourselves in a real sense and pray and seek your face and turn from our wicked ways and repent of our sins and get back to you our first love and holy father god i pray in the name of the lord jesus christ that you would indeed save those who are lost. Lord, I pray for the salvation of my own wife, who I wish was saved. I, I want to see everybody saved. But as her husband and as the only pastor that she has really had all of her life, I pray for her salvation, for I have not seen uh, any fruit of her salvation on a consistent basis and really no fruit at all. And I pray that you will open her blinded eyes and unstop her deaf ears and uh, lay, help her to lay aside her Jamaican pride and her human pride and her pharaohistic style pride and Lord truly believe in you Lord Jesus Christ and commit to you and submit to you and obey your holy word and help her to understand as well as her mother uh, her aunts and all of her family that you said if uh, you uh, love me keep my commandments uh, and so, Holy Father God, I pray for the salvation of my own mother as well, my two sisters, all three who are in disobedience to your holy word, self-proclaimed apostles, self-proclaimed pastors, self-proclaimed um, bishops, uh, caught up with titles and not obeying the Lord and submitting to their rightful authority, their own husbands, and to a male pastor in the church. 
And Lord, I do know that this sounds very foreign in our wicked, evil, sinful day and in the Laodicean church. But uh, if we ever want to get right and get this chastisement off of our backs, we need to start doing things the right way. And uh, I thank you, Lord, for using my own family as a microcosm of the wickedness and evil and sin uh, and hypocrisy that's in uh, the church today. And I thank you for giving me the humility as well as the that unique thing that comes into a true Christian's life called transparency. No more trying to hide or cover up anything because it doesn't help anybody else. And so Holy Father God, just like I pray for my family, Lord, teach your people to pray for theirs and understand that they have people in their family who have been in church for 40, 50, 60 years and they are addicted to what they have come to know as church. And this religion thing has a way of, of uh, getting us at a level of comfort, comfortability. comfortability. And we are comfortable with religion, but we're not truly born again and saved by Christ. And it shows up in our lives on a consistent basis. And Holy Father God, you're not uh, leading me to bring this up because we are perfect people or that you even expect us to be perfect in this present state. But you did say, be holy as I am holy. And at some point in the Christian life, the born again one's life, they learn from you the lesson of obedience through chastisement and through rebuke. Not from a human being, but from you. And uh, then, the precursor, then the person, rather, becomes established and uh, stable. And then they begin to live a more consistent Christian life, a dependable, Christian life. That's where you're trying to get us to be dependable and faithful to you. And Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you for that. And continue to take all of us who are saved through whatever we need to go through to get to that point of stability, of consistency of being stable in you and dependable where you can depend upon us and uh, trust us. For at that point is when you unleash us into the world to do the things you want us to do. And so Holy Father God, I do pray uh, tonight for the salvation of the lost everywhere for the revival of the saved, for the healing of the sick, if they're willing to confess their sins and repent. 
and Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. That, Lord, you would comfort the millions who are hurting. We can't do it. Thank you for those that you have gifted with uh, mercy, the gift of mercy, and uh, helps. Thank you, Lord, for the thousands of people who are doing your other work. They may not preach the gospel, but they do the other work that needs to be done. You have millions of servants. And I give you the glory, praise, and honor for the millions of, of servants you have placed in different places in the world who risk their lives sometimes to help other people, and they know how to do it. And they don't make the people feel beholden to them. They don't make the people feel like they're doing them a favor. They, these people are truly gifted by you. And, and, and they, they, they say, I'm just doing my job. Thank you for these people. And Lord, even though some of them don't get paid what they should get paid, they still show up and show out by your grace and by your power. And they may not even be in the church, uh, some of them. And, uh, uh, but they're saved, they're born again, many of them. And so, Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that you will lift our burdens, cares, worries, and anxieties, our troubles, problems, and fears, Lord, from our hearts, our minds, our souls, and our spirits. Fill us with your peace that pass of all understanding and your joy unspeakable, your holy serenity and tranquility of mind and heart tonight. And Holy Father God, prepare us all, Lord, for good days and bad days. Prepare us, Lord, for celebrations and tragedies. Prepare us, Lord, for weddings and funerals. Prepare us, Lord, for life and death. And Holy Father God, I pray and I thank you for the distresses and the, re, uh, and the afflictions the tribulations and troubles, trials, temptations, and tests, and Lord, uh, the intentions that you have allowed in my life. At the same time, Lord, those that you can relieve me of, I pray that you would do that. Same thing for all of the saints who are listening and participating tonight and those who are not around the globe and holy father god i pray i praise you and thank you for these issues and uh, lord i pray that you will continue to give us your grace and your strength uh, to remain humble and to follow and to go right on through by faith and not by sight 
and help us to walk by faith and not by sight. Thank you, Lord, for all of the verses in your holy word that encourage us to pray, to look to you, to trust in you, and to have faith in you. And Holy Father God, what a great encouragement you left behind for us. And Lord, I do pray that you would deliver us also for those of us who are saved and born again in my family, in this audience, in the country and around the globe. Lord, deliver us from all spiritual and mental and physical and emotional and family, financial, legal, student loan debt, student progress problems. Help all of my children to take advantage of what is that is available to them now through this loan forgiveness and that it will stick. We thank you for my sister, Coney Barrett, uh, uh, understanding how much of a benefit this will be and help to so many people who uh, could not work over the past almost three years. And, uh, and still are afraid to go to work. So, Lord, we pray uh, that it would all be wiped away one day soon. And so, Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that uh, you would indeed uh, continue to have mercy and grace upon us in the midst of chastisement and rebuke and punishment that we deserve. And Holy Father God, I pray tonight that you would grant me your energy, your strength, your unction, and your anointing, your freedom, and your liberty. In the power of your Holy Spirit to read your Holy Word, to teach your Holy Word, to teach your Holy Word regarding the family, to preach your Holy Gospel, to pray for others. And Lord God in heaven, we pray tonight that I pray that you would protect Lord, all of my family, and especially my children, Lord, for I know that they're under satanic attack as well, because you use them to help get the gospel out to millions of people by helping their father in the ministry and then helping hundreds of other pastors with other things and the devil hates not only me but the devil hates them but they really don't understand that they want to fit in with their wicked evil and ungodly uh, distant family members they want to fit in with their wicked evil and ungodly uh, pastor false pastor in church uh, the so-called uh, inclusive pastor uh, and inclusive church that includes the abomination of homosexuality. They want to fit in with other people and some of them are so weak they will turn against you. They'll turn against their own father who they saw preach the gospel thousands of times. They don't want to turn. They don't want to turn against them 100%. But they uh, are under great pressure because they want to be 
loved and they want to fit in with others especially since they did not have a loving mother who just did not have the natural affection she should have had for her children. They were constantly rejected by their mother because she would not hug them, would not say I love them right in front of their faces when I told her to do so. She didn't want to do it. And it got to the point where when, even when the children were little they knew that their mother did not love them as she should and so when I made her hug them they winced, they froze up and did not want to hug back and did not want her to hug them. And I, I attribute that to demon possession. I attribute that to this woman, Marika White, who faked like she was saved when she uh, got married, but showed her true colors after we got married. And so I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ tonight that you will heal their hearts and help them to use that pain as I did to be a fa father and mother to others and to make sure that when they have children, they love their children and hug their children and tell them I love you as I have told my children every day of their life. And... Uh, even to this day, as they're all grown now. And so, Holy Father God, I do pray that you will protect Danny, Daniel, Danita, Danae, Daniqua, Daniel, Ezekiel, and Danielle, Duran, Danielle, and Quazia. They don't even realize how much danger they're in. But yet many of them have the same Pharisaic and Jamaican pride as does their mother and uh, the Jamaican side of the family. Very proud and stubborn. Thank you for those who are not as much that way. That is my children. But Lord, I pray that they will know that and fully understand that and not allow it to destroy them. And Holy Father God, uh, I have already expressed this, uh, but uh, I believe that some are in, uh, one or two are in very serious danger. And I do pray that you will protect them and protect us all from ourselves, our flesh, and the devil, and from the demons of hell, and from evil people in the family, and evil people in the church, and evil people in the world. And Holy Father God, open, their, open the eyes of my children and help them, uh, just like you have done me, and help them to see the dangers that they're in by compromising your Holy Word and turning into Judas's. Uh, I do pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, help them to recover themselves from the snare of the devil. 
and I do pray, Lord, that you will uh, protect us all from ourselves, our flesh, and the devil, and from the demons of hell, and from evil people in the family, evil people in the church, and evil people in the world. And Holy Father God, place upon us tonight the whole arm of God. Surround us with the band of your holy angels and a wall of your holy fire. Cover us and cleanse us through the precious blood of Christ and make us to be whiter than snow on the inside. Give us sweet victory over the world, the flesh, and the devil. Save that soul that is near as hell. Reclaim the backslidden. Lord, those who are trying to persecute us and trying to kill us and trying to stop us. Lord, I pray that you thwart their plans and have it all to continue to backfire in their faces. In Jesus Christ's name I pray and for his sake. Lord, have all that we do and say to be done for your glory, praise, and honor, and for the lifting up of your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, for it is in his name we pray. Amen. See what ails you. There's something in it. Here's uh, a passage of Holy Scripture that I have sent to my children recently, and it it uh, it's a, a a passage and a verse that we we should all be familiar with as Christians. Uh, but sometimes when you read something. Uh, something kind of jumps out at you. Philippians chapter 4 verses 6 and 7, be careful for nothing. That means don't worry about a thing. Don't be anxious, anxious about anything. But in everything by prayer and supplication, prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. I believe you need that tonight, just like I believe my children need it. God has blessed us with a charmed life. Uh, I mean, just a magnificent journey together. That is my children and myself. We enjoy serving the Lord together and doing things for God. And we enjoyed having fun together as well. My wife was really not a part of that. Uh, she chose to be that way. But when you're truly saved, and what that says to you, is when you're truly saved, you don't have to do like try to do like my dad and appease people who don't want to cooperate and don't want to act right like he tried to do my mother uh, who would always try to ruin every little thing he tried to do uh, see when you're born again and you're saved and you have a thorn in the flesh or you have tribulations or you have troubles None of that should phase you, and none of that will phase you if you're born again and you're saved. 
even if, if you're in a family situation and you have a demon-possessed person in the family who's, who's just always wants to put a, uh, a wet rag on things and is down in the mouth all the time and sad and defeated and disgusted. They don't want anybody to be happy. You be happy. You can't help but be happy. I was not, over the past 34 years, I was not trying to be happy. I had to contain my happiness, my joy, and my peace. In fact, when I had to get on her case or when I had to chastise the children, I had to act like I was upset because of the because of Jesus Christ living on the inside of me. I had to act stern sometimes. And I never wanted to whip my children. I had to for their own good. See? And all of you parents out there who love your children, you, you know exactly what I'm talking about. But what I'm trying to tell you is, as Paul said in our hearing last night, he took pleasure in infirmities and tribulations and opposition and persecution. Only a true blue Christian can do that. So don't worry about a thing if you are a child of God. You can still have joy in your heart and peace that pass of all understanding. And so, dear friends, tonight, I have the high honor and the distinct privilege and the great pleasure to read in your hearing, uh, Thus saith the Lord, the Word of God, the Holy Bible, at 1 Kings chapter 1, verses 32 through 43. And King David said, Call me Zadok the priest, and Nathan the prophet, and Benaiah the son of Jehoiada, and they came before the king, because that they have, they have forsaken me, and have worshipped Ashtoreth, the goddess of the Zidoneans, Shemosh, the god of the Moabites, and Milcom, the god of the children of Ammon, and have not walked in my ways to do that which is right in mine eyes, and to keep my statutes and my judgments, as did David his father. Howbeit I will not take the whole kingdom out of his hand, but I will make him prince all the days of his life for David my servant's sake, whom I chose, because he kept my commandments and my statutes. But I will take the kingdom out of his son's hand, and will give it unto thee, even ten tribes. And unto his son will I give one tribe, that David my servant may have a light always before me in Jerusalem, the city which I have chosen me to put my name there. And I will take thee, and thou shalt reign according to all that thy soul desireth, and shalt be 
king over Israel. And it shall be, if thou wilt hearken unto all that I command thee, and wilt walk in my ways, and do that is right in my sight, to keep my statutes and my commandments, as David my servant did, that I will be with thee and build thee a sure house as I built for David, and will give Israel unto thee. And I will for this afflict the seed of David, but not forever. Solomon sought therefore to kill Jeroboam, and Jeroboam arose and fled into Egypt unto Shishak, king of Egypt, and was in Egypt until the death of Solomon. And the rest of the acts of Solomon and all that he did and his wisdom, are they not written in the book of the acts of Solomon? And the time that Solomon reigned in Jerusalem over all Israel was forty years. Shall we pray? Holy Father God in heaven, I pray in the holy name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And Holy Father God, I praise you and I thank you for your holy word. I pray that, Lord, you will help us to remember it, hide it in our hearts, be able to recall it, to meditate on it, to obey it, to live by it, and to teach it to others and to preach it to others and to preach your holy gospel from it to others so that they can be set free from the bondage of sin and the punishment of sin in that awful place called hell by believing in Jesus Christ. In Jesus Christ's name I pray and for his sake. Amen. Pardon me. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, in Christ Jesus, family, friends, and foes, and yes, even foes in the family, and to the standing between the living and the dead, service family members, my beloved, this is Daniel White the Third, President of Gospel Light Society International with the White House Family Devotional Reading of Charles Haddon Spurgeon's classic book titled Morning and Evening. This is the podcast and this is episode number 609. number 609 and tonight we're reading at a passage chosen by the Prince of Preachers Charles Haddon Spurgeon Psalm 5110 
says, Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. A backslider, if there be a spark of life left in him, will groan after restoration. Uh, that is, if he is a born-again child of God, if that person is saved, uh, they will cry out for restoration. And one of the things that I have marveled about over the years is that I, I don't give an invitation for restoration. But I do preach the whole counsel of God. And God has used that, that so much so that we have seen just as many people come back to the Lord who were already saved just at the preaching of his word. God gave his own invitation. I was not aiming at getting Christian people to repent and come back from their backslidden ways. And I never, uh, we never, I never asked them to call in or email in and let us know they did that. But thousands have done it anyway. That's all God. I have nothing to do with that. That's just the power of the Word of God being preached and the Holy Ghost of God working on people's lives. We, we have a whole list of people who have contacted us, emailed us on their own, and told us they're coming back to God. They're recommitting their life back to God. Because they heard me preach the gospel all around the world. I, I never gave an invitation for that. And I tell you why I don't give an invitation for that. Number one, I am first and foremost an evangelist, a gospel preacher. And I know very well that pastors, many preachers and pastors, they mix the gospel with everything in the world. And you, and, and you can't do that because it confuses the people. They don't, know, they don't know if they're getting saved or joining a church. It's two different things. That's number one. I, I want to keep the gospel perfectly clear from everything else that pastors like to throw in, uh, in, in, in the mix. And they mean, most of them meant well when they did it. And they mean well, but they, 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 they have caused confusion. The second reason why, because back in the day, the, uh, the, the evangelist, what I call them is the evangelist hustlers, hustling meetings, to prove that they were effective, they would they would give ten different invitations. Is your mama sick? Raise, is your mama sick? Raise your hand. Is your child sick? Raise your hand. Though, if you if you uh, need a husband, raise your hand. And and they they want everybody to come down to the altar. We're all we got a hodgepodge of people down here. Okay, so that they can uh, show people in the event or tell people after the event that they had hundreds at the altar. 
They don't tell them half came down because they want a husband. I don't do. I don't deal with that, man. Uh, you know, I want to, I want you to come when I preach the gospel. I want you to come to get saved. So I don't do that, and, um, and so I eliminated. I eliminated anything else but the gospel. So I know I did not invite them. God is the one who did it. I have nothing to do with it. I've told the Lord that I have nothing to do with it. I just praise you for doing it. In this renewal, Spurgeon goes on to say, the same exercise of grace is required as at our conversion. Our conversion. We needed repentance then. We certainly need it now. We wanted faith that we might come to Christ at first. Only the like grace can bring us to Jesus now. We wanted a word from the Most High, a word from the lip of the Loving One, to end our fears. Then we shall soon discover when under a sense of present sin that we need it now, go ahead, Spurgeon. No man can be renewed without as real and true a manifestation of the Holy Spirit's energy as he felt at first because the work is as great and flesh and blood are as much in the way now as ever they were. Let thy personal weakness, O Christian, be an argument to make thee pray earnestly to thy God for help. Remember David when he felt himself to be powerless, did not fold his arms or close his lips, but he hastened to the mercy seat with renew a spirit with renew a right spirit within me. Let not the doctrine that you unaided can do nothing make you sleep, but let it be a goad in your side to drive you with an awful earnestness to Israel's strong helper. Oh, that you may have grace to plead with God as though you pleaded for your very life. Lord, renew a right spirit within me. He who sincerely prays to God to do this will prove his honesty by using the means through which God works. Be much in prayer. Live much upon the word of God. Kill the lusts which have driven your Lord from you, my, my, my. Be careful to watch over the future uprisings of sin, yea, in your own life first, and then in the lives of others, that you may be over. The Lord has his own appointed ways Sit by the wayside, and you will be ready when he passes by. Continue in all those blessed ordinances which will foster and nourish your dying graces, and knowing that all the power must proceed from him. 
cease not to cry, renew a right spirit within me. Renew a right spirit within me, shall we pray. Holy Father God in heaven, thank you, Lord, for that quiet devotional but powerful devotional in our hearts and minds, souls, and spirits. Lord, help us, too, to pray, renew a right spirit within me. Thank you for inspiring David to pray so long ago. And uh, thank you, Lord, in this devotional already we have seen you say several times also that David was a man of your own heart uh, because he kept your commandments. Yet we know from this passage he was not perfect. And yet you have shown him grace and made him to be a blessing to remind us to pray uh, in such a way uh, that uh, that is to pray for a renewing of a right spirit within us. We thank you for that and help us to do that. And Lord, help us to pray that way. And we pray that indeed you will revive us again and renew a right spirit within us. In Jesus Christ's name I pray and for his sake. Amen. All right, dear friends, we move over to the family verses, and we move on down to a unique verse in this passage of Holy Scripture in chapter 5 and chapter 6, where God speaks to the man and to the woman, the husband and the wife, in contrary to what the world thinks, contrary to what much of the church thinks. The most beautiful thing on earth, outside of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, pardon me, and as I have said, even more beautiful than a beautiful woman that is a man and a woman together and staying together and standing together and supporting one another and uh, performing the act of marriage together. This, there's nothing more beautiful than that, than that. In fact, that's what drives you to the movies. Ultimately, you're looking for that man getting that woman and that woman getting that man. You are addicted to it. Men and women, there are men who like rom-coms because of the power of that, the beauty of that. It's the most beautiful picture on earth. And that's what you are going to the movies for. That's what you love. And the whole, it has a storyline. This movie may have a crazy storyline going every which way, but down the middle, there's a red storyline straight down the middle about a man getting with a woman and a woman getting with a man. You don't have to be a romantic to like that. 
Ephesians chapter 5, verse 33. The Holy Bible reads, Nevertheless, God says, Let every one of you, talking to the man in particular, so love his wife, even as himself. And the wife see that she reverence her husband. Husband, let me just be very straightforward with you. If you don't love your wife with the God kind of love, you're going to be in trouble with God. You're going to get into trouble with God. Wives, let me be straightforward with you. If you don't reverence your husband and respect your husband, uh, you're going to get into trouble with your husband and with God if you try to uh, jump past your husband and go straight to God. God does not play that. He believes in, he's the creator of the chain of command. He doesn't play that. You can't disrespect your husband and then respect God and respect Jesus Christ. That is not going to happen. So allow me to read this passage in your hearing once again. We'll be here three nights too. So I'm not in a hurry. I hope you're not. Nevertheless, let every one of you in particular so love his wife. And I'm talking to some men right now. They're driving down the road in their Mercedes. They don't know how they got on this channel. May I let you in on a secret? God will find you. You pastors, you just preach the word. Preachers just preach the word. I'm here to tell you, if you preach the word and you, and you, you take advantage of the technology that we have today, you don't have to worry about finding a crowd. God will find the people. You don't believe me? How many times you were riding down the road minding your business and, and some preacher came on the radio? And, and how many times you were at home, you were trying to do something else and a preacher came on the radio out of the blue? You don't even know how they got there. You were planning on surfing the channels and you landed on him. And they said a few words before you, you tried to go to the next channel and you were hooked, caught, and you were under conviction. You don't have to worry about trying to find a crowd, preachers. God will find the crowd as long as you do your job. I can't tell you how many times when we were traveling a little bit more and we were younger and all of that, how many times we were cut on the TV and there was George Myers saying exactly what my wife needed to hear. Exactly. Every time. Just a snippet. And see, the Word of God is so powerful, that's all you need is a snippet. How many of you have fallen under conviction from a, a, a faithful church that puts the word of God on their sign. And just one verse. 
and it convicted you of your sin. That's the power of God. That's the power of the Holy Ghost. That's the power of the Word of God, my friend. Love your wife, gentlemen, or men, even as himself. And the wife see that she reverence her husband. You're going to get into trouble with God, sir, if you don't love your wife. Guaranteed. He's not going to let you hate your wife and mistreat your wife. He's not going to do that. At the same time, he does not want you to hearken to the voice of your wife and let her have her way uh, doing evil and hurting the children either. He's going he's gonna, to he's gonna get you going to be in trouble with him too about that. Probably more trouble because that's not love. That's not how he deals with you. And so he does not want you to deal with her like that. Don't let her have a way. That's not love. That's hatred. And she knows it. She knows she's doing wrong and even you letting her do it. Because she made you afraid of her. By threatening to leave you with the children. Or leave you, leave you and take the children. Or threatening... Not to have sex with you. Or all kinds of demonic foolishness has gone on in marriages. And you men have let it happen. Thinking you're being loving. What do the old men. What, listen to me now. What have the old men in the church told the younger men down through the years. For at least 60, 70, 80 years. What is it? You tell me. Here's what they have told the young men down through the years. That's why we have a mess on our hands today. This is exactly what they've told them. The old men have told the young men exactly what the, Je the Jezebel wives told them to tell them. If your wife says something, you say, yes, ma'am. If your wife wants it, you go get it. You can know that she's wrong, but always tell her she's right. That's how you have a happy home right there, no. No, 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 Negroes. That's not how you have a happy home. That's not a happy home. That's a, a manless home. And ain't nobody going to be happy with that. Nobody. She's not even going to be happy. See, see you think you're making her happy by appeasing her and, and doing what the old man told you to do. They were not happy. They were miserable. That's why they had a, a chickadee on the side. Are you willing to do that? Have a chickadee on the side. Have a concubine. And, and be sinning against God. Risking your life and the life of your wife and children as well. No, don't do that. Show genuine love for your wife by telling her the truth. Looking her in the eye and letting her know this is how it's going to be. If she leaves, then you don't have anything anyway. But you don't need to be bothered with that. And, and, and let her suffer the consequences. And as I have told you, you let her keep the children. Don't, don't, don't do Brad and Angelina and doing all other uh, 
people who are not smart do, fighting over the children, killing the children over and over again every day when you they over there with you for two days, they're over here with me for a week, and back and forth, playing ping pong with the children's souls, hearts, minds, and spirits. Are you kidding me, man? You don't love, neither one of you love the children. Both of you are selfish as the devil. I said it to your faces. That's what you're doing. You're selfish. You, neither one of you love the children. Here's the wisdom of Solomon right here. Husband, let her have the children. They would rather be with you. You would rather have them with you. Uh, they would be safer with you. And they'll be taken care of better with you. You know that. I know that. But don't. But that, that's her bargaining chip. She doesn't care for the children. She doesn't love those children like you do. Some do. Don't even don't even make that a, a court issue. She can have the children. She's gonna be she she'll be shocked. He said, "Well, don't you want visitation rights? And don't you want them to come over for a weekend and then come over for two weeks and all that?" Nope. I don't want my children going through that. They need to be in a stable house. Preferably with me. But if she wants to play this game, I'm not going to play it with her. I'm not playing with my children like that. Now, what's, what's going to happen there, dear friend, is uh, that's going to bring conviction down upon her pate, upon her head. And she, she's going to be shocked by that. And uh, she doesn't want that, really. Because she never loved the children in the first place like you do. See, the truth is, uh, sir, if they're your children, uh, she has probably messed up so bad with you uh, that you love the children more than you love her, and she knows it. I'm just telling you what the truth is. You can you can get mad about it. And you can say all you want. That's not how it should be. I understand that. I'm with you on that. But, but oftentimes that's how it is because that's that's my flesh and blood. And she can't stand that. See, and I do know spiritually the husband and wife are. Intertwined together like one flesh and all of that, but it's not just it's a bit different. And there are many of you men who love those children more than you love her, and you don't want their hearts broken every time uh, you have to pick them up, she got to pick them up, and all of this demonic foolishness, which judges ought to stop it. Because many people have been killed over that. Now, I, I, and I've, I've told you women, listen to me very carefully, I told you now. You think that you think your husband don't care about his children and all that? Well, you mess over them. You're going you're gonna to see the bad rise up on you. Yeah, you're going to be in a world of trouble, you mess over those children. That's a fact. So I wouldn't do that. You can be talking all this foolishness about all this smack 
But when he's not my dad, no, he's the daddy of those children. And, and you're going to see a different side of him if you mess over those children or neglect those children or leave them with some devil or leave them by themselves so that you can go, as some women are doing, and go to the club and go to the bar and party and uh, act like a hoe. And you left them by themselves or with some never-do-well individual who's got pink hair. Uh, that's not going to go over well. <laughs> I can tell you that. That's not going to go over well, my friend. Anyway. Husbands, love your wives. Wives, respect your husband. So we got a whole lot of wives who don't want to respect their husbands, but they want love from their husband, meaning in their mind, a man who let them have their way. To do whatever she wants to do. That's not love, baby. Mm -mm. That's why I have told you men, be a man. If you don't like something, say you don't like it. What? I know the sweet evangelicals don't want to hear it. They don't want to talk like that. More and more of them, they, want, they, 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 they understand now. Thank God. Yeah. If you don't like something, you don't like something she's doing, say it up front immediately to her eyeballs. See. And I told you that give her the privilege and the blessing. Excuse me. Give her the privilege and the blessing to tell her girlfriends, to tell her mom and them, her sisters and them, even her brothers and them. No, I can't do that. Mm -mm, I, what you mean you can't? I got, well, I, I would have to check with my husband on that. What? You, you're a grown woman. You don't need to check with your husband? Well, I, I can tell you right now, there's no need of me asking him about me going to the Bahamas with y'all on a cruise by myself without him and, and leave him to take care of the children. I don't even need to ask him that. What? And they all single and divorced and remarried and half lesbians and everything else. So they don't care. And they, they want to they get you out there to be like them. See? So husband, give your, your wife that privilege. You know what that privilege is? That blessing is? For a woman to be able to say, no, let me check my husband first. That is the privilege of saying to those women or whoever that I am loved, I am cared for. I, I, I need to check in with somebody. And, and you, you, you need to have somebody you can check in with. And don't make me the twofold more the child of hell than you are. Because you, you ran away your husband. You wish you, you, you wish you could check with somebody. Instead of running the streets all the time. See, Give her that privilege. Give her that joy. Give her that great feeling of love. To, that she is able to tell somebody. Let me check with my husband on that. 
You say, you know the women don't get upset and everybody going to be talking crazy. Oh, no, listen to this, man. No, listen, I don't, care, I don't care anything about that. I don't care anything about how you feel about it. And you got a buzz cut on your head. We don't know whether or not you're a man or a woman. And uh, uh, you got children out of wedlock and never been married and uh, been divorced two or three times, got a, a maintenance man that comes by once every two weeks. And you want everybody to be like you. Just because you messed up your life, don't go and mess up anybody else's and try to mess up anybody else's. And, and, and then be laughing at them when they mess up. I knew you weren't all about that. I knew you weren't a, a holy woman, a virtuous woman. Look at you looking at that big old uh, Bahamian, Bahamian man. Look at you. Look at you. Uh, let's pray. <laughs> Woo! Then get back on the plane. What you gonna tell your husband? You want me to go home with you? Let's pray. Holy Father God, we pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And Lord, we do pray for all marriages that name the name of Christ. We do pray, Lord, for all uh, families. And we pray that every family that names the name of Christ would obey, would simply obey your holy word. For you said, if you love me, keep my commandments. Help husbands to love their wives exactly how you want them to love their wives. And Lord, help the wives to respect and reverence their husbands. And Lord, uh, help everybody involved to realize that if they are born again, if they are saved, it is easier to do that on a consistent basis from morning till night which makes for a beautiful marriage and family life in Jesus Christ's name we pray that you'll have it to come to pass and for his sake we pray amen now Holy Father God we also pray for all people who name the name of Christ as Christians uh, that you would have mercy and grace upon us and please forgive us of our sins of disobeying your great commandment and your great commission. And we pray that you will help us to repent of our sins. We pray for your revival to take place in our lives at least on an individual basis. And Holy Father God, we pray, yes, for the millions of people who are hurting around the world tonight from the coronavirus plague. And some are saying that uh, 
uh, is going to hit hard here in a few weeks uh, as it has not gone anywhere and uh, Holy Father God but other plagues have come out of that plague and we pray that you would comfort people and uh, help people through it and we pray now uh, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ uh, Lord for a few by name as we have done nearly 900 services we do again tonight we pray Lord for the family and friends of New York resident Dustin Dombris we pray for the family and friends of Texas resident Christy Reinwalt Fuller we pray for the family and friends of Missouri resident Bob Atkinson and Holy Father God we pray that you will comfort them as only you can we pray Lord for the prayer requests that have come in and uh, we pray for the thousands of prayer requests that have come in down through the years thank you Lord for giving us a heart and mind to pray faithfully for each and every one many of them uh, if not all of them repeatedly and uh, thank you for hearing and answering thousands of prayers and we pray Lord that you will protect them all from the coronavirus plague we pray for salvation and spiritual family and life financial and material protection and provision mental and physical blessings upon them all Lord in this country and around the globe and uh, Lord we pray the same blessings upon these by name plus their specific requests we pray for Marie Grace please bless her with the right place to stay where she can live her own life away from people who practice witchcraft and voodoo and make drugs and from criminal activity and we pray that you would please give her peace and justice in her life and surroundings we pray for Jensen please be with him and bless him we pray Lord for Pastor Bushibi thank you Lord for the many souls saved through his ministry there in Kenya uh, we thank you Lord for people saved at Jane's funeral thank you for the new members at Remwa Church and uh, Lord please heal Sister Dora's knee please provide for their every need and provide uh, for them with the money they need to pay off all debts please deliver all of Africa from drought and famine and Holy Father God we pray for all of the people who have gotten saved through the preaching of the gospel uh, through this ministry and we pray Lord for Kwame, Yaakibi, Sophia, Santiago and Amina we pray for the people who have recommitted their lives to you as I was talking about earlier today we pray for Sylvester, Suleiman, Tammy, Moffat and Joni we commit these souls into your hands let your will be done in their lives and as well as ours save that soul that's nearest hell reclaim every backslidden Christian in Jesus Christ's name we pray and for his sake Amen 
ladies and gentlemen, before we close tonight, as always, I ask you the question, if you were to die tonight, where would you go? Heaven or hell? If you know you will go to hell, listen up. If you're not sure, listen up. First, you need to understand that you are a sinner, as I am a sinner. For the Bible says we all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, you need to understand that there is a penalty for sin. There is a punishment for sin. The Bible says that the wages of sin is death. We die because of our sins. We go to hell if we do not believe in the Lord Jesus Christ who died for our sins, was buried and rose on the third day. He paid our sin debt if we believe in him and follow him um, then we will not go to hell but if we reject Jesus Christ and we do not believe in him then we will go to hell because of our sins and pay for our sins in that awful place. And hell is a very real place. The burning hell is a very real place. There are people in hell right now. Jesus Christ preached more on hell than anybody in the Bible. He preached more on hell than he did about heaven. Why? Because he loves us. And he came to suffer and to bleed and to die on the cross for our sins. Was buried and rose on the third day by the power of Almighty God. So that we would be able to believe in him and avoid that awful place called hell. That's why he preached so hard on it. He said in Matthew chapter 18 verse 8, Wherefore, if thy hand or thy foot offend thee, cut them off and cast them from thee. It is better for thee to enter into life, that is eternal life, halt, that is a cripple, or maimed, with an arm amputated off, rather than having two hands or two feet to be cast into everlasting fire. Hell is a place of torment. Hell is a place of fire. I know that right now you may be more concerned about what's going on in this world. But it, it is important 
to have insurance and uh, it is most important to get your eternal life insurance policy squared away as it is already paid for in full it is a free gift all you have to do is believe in your heart in the Lord Jesus Christ who suffered and who bled and died on the cross for your sins was buried and rose on the third day by the power of Almighty God Jesus Christ died for your sins he paid your sin debt and all you have to do is believe in him Jesus Christ never said anything about going to church or joining a church or singing in the choir or working in the church or giving money to the church those things cannot save you if they could that would mean that Jesus suffering and bleeding and dying on the cross being buried and rising again would all be in vain and what he did there is not in vain you must be born again Jesus Christ said I am the way the truth and the life no man comes to the Father but by me you can't go through Buddha you can't go through Muhammad you can't go through Hare Krishna or any of the false gods that people worship only through Jesus Christ he's the only way to the Heavenly Father and the world uh, to the Heavenly Father and heaven so believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou you shall be saved follow me in prayer my dear friends as we pray the sinners prayer believing in our hearts believing in your heart in the Lord Jesus Christ the Lamb of God who took away the sin of the world who suffered bled and died on the cross for our sins follow me in prayer for the Bible says whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved repeat after me phrase by phrase and mean it from your heart Holy Father God I admit that I am a wicked evil sinner and that I have done evil in your sight by lying by stealing, by lusting after people and things, by coveting what other people have, by dishonoring and disobeying and disrespecting my parents, and by disrespecting you and dishonoring you by taking your holy name in vain. and many other sins that I have committed in your sight repeatedly for Jesus Christ's sake please have mercy and grace upon my soul and please forgive me of all of my sins 
as I now believe with all of my heart in you, Lord Jesus Christ. I believe with all of my heart that you suffered, you bled, and you died on the cross for my sins. Was buried and rose on the third day by your power. Lord Jesus Christ, please come into my heart and into my spirit and save my soul from the burning hell. Fill me with your Holy Spirit and help me to repent of all of my sins. Help me to change and help me to follow you in the newness of life. In Jesus Christ's name I pray and for his sake. Amen. Now, dear friend of mine, if you believed in the Lord Jesus Christ tonight, that he suffered, he bled, and he died on the cross for your sins, paying your sin debt, was buried and rose from the dead by the power of God on the third day. That is the gospel. That is the good news. And you called on his name and you prayed and asked him to save you according to his holy word that you heard tonight. He saved you. And that's what we all must go by, God's holy word. And you called on his name in prayer, in sincerity. May I say to you congratulations for doing the most important thing in life, and that is believing in the Lord Jesus Christ. That he died for your sins, was buried, and rose from the dead. Now, dear friend, if, uh, well, let me say it this way. To help you grow in the faith, please go to one of our websites, Gospel Light Society International, or just gospellightsociety.com, and hit my book title, What to Do After You Enter Through the Door. Jesus Christ said in John 10:9, I am the door by me of any man enter in. He shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. And dear friend, read that book. It is a free download. You can read it tonight. And it will give you the next steps that you need to take as a new born-again Christian. Do those steps and God will bless your life and you will grow thereby. Also, please email us uh, to the email that's on your platform, wherever you are. And uh, if you don't have an email there, you can email me directly at dw3 at gospelightsociety.com and uh, send in the fact that you got saved so that we can rejoice with you.
and uh, send you more materials and uh, answer any questions you may have at any time. If you have a question, just ask it. Also, avail yourselves, uh, yourselves to Gospel Light Society podcasts. Thousands of podcasts that are designed to help disciple you in the faith and to grow in the faith. Just type in Gospel Light Society podcasts. And you can start anywhere and grow thereby. I suggest you start with the prayer podcast, the devotional podcast, the scripture and the sense podcast. That would be enough, really, to last you for several years. The Bible reading podcast. Okay? And uh, God will bless your heart and you will grow thereby. Well, my dear friends, that brings us to the close of another great devotional service, Standing Between the Living and the Dead. Make sure you pray without ceasing tonight and tomorrow until we meet again, if the Lord tarries is coming, and we live. God bless you, dear friends. Until next time, as the Marines say, always faithful, simplify, as the Air Force boys say, Always above, Semper Supra. God bless you. Lord willing, we'll see you tomorrow.